Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. My fellow Chelsea supporters, welcome to this intriguing edition of the Blue Day podcast. I am your host, a man with a face for podcasting, Keith Lawrence. Unfortunately today, due to unforeseen circumstances, my co-host cannot be here for this one. Warren, rest easy. Hopefully you'll be back with us very, very soon. However, as Sir Freddie Mercury once sung, the show must go on. On today's show, I will give my views on the recent games against Manchester United and Seville. Finally, a proper unbiased pundit on the TV. And I will be delving through the Chelsea vaults to give you three significant matches from yesteryear. So let's begin, shall we, with the game last night, which really coincides with the Champions League game midweek. Manchester United nil, Chelsea nil. The team shape, I thought, was very good, having Aspilicueta, Silva and Zuma as a back three. Zuma on the left side of that three does concern me a little bit, but I thought the, the defensive shape, very, very good. Havertz playing as a inside forward winger, I think at times is not his best position. I think we can all say that. I think his best position is a number 10. However... Hopefully, with more matches under his belt in a Chelsea shirt, I think he will eventually find that rhythm where he will be most effective. But a lot of people I've heard, obviously since the game, a lot of people are slagging off Lampard. A lot of people are frustrated with Chelsea's performances against Seville and Manchester United. I just want to put it out there for those that have got their frustrations, you know, and Again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but let me just put it into perspective. And I think my co-host will probably put it right as well when he comes on, hopefully next week. But we've played against the Europa League champions and we've played against a side that finished in the top four last season in Manchester United. And we haven't lost to either. We haven't conceded a goal. We've stayed unbeaten against those sides. And Frank Lampard is doing a very good job under those circumstances. Based on those performances against Seville and Manchester United with not a lot of efforts on our goal. Yes, Mendy performed 
heroically at times yesterday. He did make a mistake, which nearly cost us, but I will let him off for that because his save from Marcus Rashford at the end of the game was outstanding. So I will let him off for that one brief mistake in the first half. But the shutouts that we've had in the last two games, who does that remind you of? And I look back to the 2004-2005 era under Jose Mourinho. Those defensive displays remind me a lot of that. I'm not saying that Lampard is going to be the new Jose Mourinho. Of course not. But tactically and defensively, the shape is looking better. And you have to start from the bottom up. You have to start from the defence to go forward. And I think Frank has a plan. We can all see that Frank has a plan. But he definitely saw with the West Brom and the Southampton games that something needed to change. And I think based on what I've seen of Thiago Silva so far and especially from last night, something is changing. So hopefully, as well with the inclusion of Mendy, who in four games he's kept three clean sheets, I think that tells you everything you need to know about the confidence that not only Mendy has in himself, but what he brings to the team and how the team has confidence in Mendy. I just want to quickly mention about the uh, disgraceful decision that we did not get a penalty last night with Aspilicueta being wrestled to the floor by Harry Maguire, who thought he was Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage. It was a diabolical decision that it wasn't even reviewed by VAR. Just what exactly are these referees looking? I, uh, it just it just astounds me. Really does astound me what these referees look. And with everything that has gone on with VAR and the Premier League, it just goes to show that it is not full. It is not foolproof because there are fools running VAR. Am I saying that it is there is corruption in the game? Of course not. But with decisions like that. There is an argument to be made where people are very inconsistent and there is not set rules within VAR. So Stuart Atwell, Martin Atkinson, hang your head in shame because last night was disgraceful. In conclusion, really, the last two results, I believe, have been positive. Like I said just earlier, two clean sheets is nothing to be sniffed at. And with Manchester United away... Years ago, a nil-nil draw at Old Trafford was a positive result, and I don't see why that should be any different, especially with us, where we are still building a team capable of challenging for silverware. So let's just draw on the positives of that. Yes, we haven't scored, but it is coming. As Warren would say, it is coming. We've got Werner, who looks lively. Havertz, hopefully we will play him in a more of an effective role and with the likes of Mount and Pudisic still still looking to be effective this season, I think that this current season will be a good one for Chelsea Football Club. One brief point I would like to make from last night and for those that watched it on Sky Sports after the game, one special mention I'd like to give that is to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Mr Hasselbank, I salute you, sir. You put Patrice Evra in his fucking place. You spoke like a proper pundit that 
I have been crying out for. You was unbiased. You'd said everything that was accurate about the game. It tells me that you obviously you read the game well, unlike your other pundit that was with you last night. So, Jimmy, thank you very much for finally, finally being the one have a unbiased views on the TV. I would also like to give a special mention to Sean Wright Phillips, who is celebrating his birthday today. So, Sean, on behalf of the Blue Day podcast, a very happy birthday to you, sir. Now, here at the Blue Day podcast, we announced a couple of weeks ago that the legend that is Ron Chopper Harris will be joining us for an interview reflecting back on his days at Chelsea Football Club. An announcement on when that episode will be up will be announced very, very soon. So please keep a lookout for that. And if you wish to have your comments aired and shared on the Blue Day podcast, then feel free to email us at thebluedaypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on how Chelsea are playing and how you think Chelsea will be getting on in the next couple of games with Krasnodar on Wednesday and Burnley next Saturday. So as I said before, with Ron Harris appearing on the Blue Day podcast coming up, we will be having a countdown to when that particular episode will be aired with classic audio commentary of Chelsea matches that have involved Ron Chopper Harris. So this week we will be having the FA Cup final from 1970, which happened 50 years ago this year. Quite incredible that. That will be being played at the end of the show. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, fellow Chelsea supporters, we have a special segment, one that we did a few weeks ago, a On This Day segment, where two matches that happened on to this day, the 25th of October, and we start all the way back to 1980, where Chelsea entertained Newcastle United in the second division. Yes, but yes, you heard it right. Chelsea were in the second division. This game was held at Stamford Bridge. Sir Jeff Hurst, who famously scored in the 1966 World Cup final against West Germany, was in charge of Chelsea. And the reason why this game is very significant, as it is on this day as well, and that is that Gary Chivers scored his last goal for Chelsea in this game. Commentary comes from the great John Motson. Sit back, relax and enjoy. This Chelsea side have taken 14 points from the last possible 16. A run of six wins and two draws which has sent them hurrying up the second division table from 20th to 5th. So they're expecting a big welcome from the Stamford Bridge crowd. There's only one change from the team which won at Orient in midweek, and that's at number five, where Mickey Droy returns for the injured Colin Pates. At number seven, Phil Driver, a recent buy from Wimbledon, starts a home match for the first time. It's exactly a year ago this week since Jeff Hurst was confirmed as manager here at Chelsea, with Bobby Gould as his assistant. Their team missed promotion on goal difference last season. Can they go one better this time, he's wondering. Referee Eric Reid of Bristol gets Chelsea going from right to left in the blue strip. Newcastle in the stripes with white shorts. John Bumstead for Chelsea to Mickey Droy. Number three is Dennis Rowe. Mike Fillery, number eight. 
was Halliday getting his first touch in league football for Newcastle. He's wearing number six for them. Clive Walker, the Chelsea captain recently. Billy Rafferty to Cartwright. Martin, Carney. There's Waddle. That was away by Nutton. There's McMartin again. Over to Chris Wyth, another of the newcomers. Bobby Shinton flicking it on to Rafferty. Turned back by Gary Chivers, who's wearing number six, but you'll find him more in the right-back position because Graham Wilkins is out for some weeks with a dislocated shoulder. This time it's Colin Lee who's penalised. Been in good form recently for Chelsea. Turned by Halliday. Oh, and Barotta only half made that. And Colin Lee completes the clearance. Still Newcastle on the ball, though, with Wharton. Looking for Waddle. And the goalkeeper for the moment, very busy indeed. That was a very good reflex save from the Yugoslav keeper, who's so popular here at Stamford Bridge. Fillery looks for Rhodes Brown on the inside of Steve Carney, who intercepted well. Good ball to Driver, 
And Driver sees his shot come off the feet of goalkeeper Carr. So he rotates the throw and finds Lee. That's a foul again by Bohm. Those two are having quite a tussle. Stuart Bohm, number five, and Colin Lee, the Chelsea number nine, who scored the only goal so far. shot, it's in. So simple for Mike Fillery. That's his second goal of the week for Rotter celebrates. Fillery has scored from further out than that at Orient on Tuesday night, scores again today, a left foot shot, beautifully placed from the free kick into the corner of the net. As Rhodes Brown. Fillery in space, well found to lovely pass, and player out to the right is driver good move this by Chelsea pulls it back Fillery, half save Walker Walker put the ball in the net slight argument, after he scored with Nick Martin I think but it's 3-0 to Chelsea Martin Bowen Carney Rafferty Paolo by Rope Bowen is up there good save for Rotter Stuart Bowen's header for Rafferty, that's Gary Chivers, linesman flags, free kick to Chelsea. from Mike Villarey and look at that from Driver Lee oh good save by Carr that looked like 4-0 and Colin Lee second lovely cross by Driver header by Lee and Carr a very very good save Newcastle who start the second half three goals down have never had very much luck here at Stamford Bridge the last time they won here was way back in April 1954 when Ron Greenwood was playing centre-half for Chelsea. Here's Mick Martin, though. Walker, who scored Chelsea's third. This fixture over the years has tended to produce a lot of goals. I well recall my father bringing me to a match here some years ago when Chelsea beat Newcastle 6-5. So perhaps it's one of those matches which seem to produce the goals. Three so far for Chelsea today. Here's Driver. Lee going in. Oh. 
produce the goals, doesn't it? And Colin Lee has got two today now. And again, the supply line was this outside right, Phil Driver. What a match he's having. So much has emanated from the Chelsea right. Driver in possession again, got the ball across. And Colin Lee put it away, making it nine now for him in the last nine games. Here's Mick Martin. Waddle. Martin again. Wharton. Played in for Cartwright. Nothing's tackle. It's Villery. Lee, this first time football of Chelsea is a joy to watch. There goes Walker. Oh, he's got a player free on this side if he can find him. Chivers! What a tremendous run from the back by Gary Chivers. Superb football by Chelsea again. It started off with Walker laying the ball back. Lee was involved then. Fillery played the ball down to Walker. Walker laid the space and Gary Chivers had come, well, how many yards? Over half the length of the pitch, certainly, to make it 5-0 to Chelsea. This is the biggest pasting that Newcastle have taken since Arthur Cox on the left there in the raincoat became manager. Chelsea manager making a uh, late appearance on the touchline. Going for the 1 2. Here's Cartwright. Carney moving forward. And losing out. Great ground and an awful lot of good foraging on that left hand side. Colin Lee is moving into the centre now. Here's Rhodes Brown taking on Cartwright. decision there back in the Chelsea penalty area. Shinton. Coonan. With. And went back by Gary Chivers. six goals to nil to take their current record to 16 points out of 18. It is simply amazing to hear the roar of the crowd at Stamford Bridge, especially in the 70s and 80s. And 
I just hope that one day we, we will all, as Chelsea fans, and in fact football fans around the country, I just hope that it will not be so long that we get to go back to our favourite grounds and cheer on our favourite football club. So that was in 1980, ladies and gentlemen, fellow Chelsea supporters. So we will be going back now, just a little bit near the present, to 2018, where Chelsea played Barté Borisov in the Europa League group stage with Maurizio Sarri at the helm. And it was a special game for one Ruben Loftus-Cheek, a guy who first made his debut for the club back in 2014-2015 season. Very, very good central midfielder who is now on loan at Fulham. I look forward to seeing him back at Chelsea next season. Commentary from this game comes from Ian Dark. It's not all been plain sailing so far, though. Two hard-earned 1-0 wins so far against Pauk away from home in Greece. And at home here against the plucky Hungarian side, Vidiu gave a pretty good account of themselves. And Mauricio Sarri says he expects Bate Borisov to provide some stern opposition tonight. As up Acosta pulls his ball back, and Chelsea have the lead. And what a wonderful strike it was from Ruben Loftus-Cheek. How about that? Sweeping it into the far corner. I don't think the goalkeeper's touched the boy, and he's got to pick it out the back of the net. Emerson. William, so dangerous, cutting on his right foot like that. That one deflects, goes behind for the corner in the end. As well, Chelsea tune it up. Giroud's arriving too, and there it's Loftus Cheek with a side foot volley, right foot volleys into the far corner. What a start to the night for Loftus Cheek. Williams' corner towards the near post, flicked on, and somehow that one stayed out. I think it might have been Christiansen that kept it out. Zappa Costa to play it back in, and Loftus-Cheek had the chance, but uh, couldn't do anything with that one. I think at one point he might well have chested it, then he decides to stoop for the header. He's Loftus-Cheek again, look at all the room. Pedro with Emerson to his outside. Stop that time, and yes, it's in! He's done it, he's got the hat-trick! Ruben Loftus-Cheek, what a night for him! Putting his name up in lights at Stamford Bridge. It's all about precision. Side foot finish, arrowing it into the far corner. Beautifully struck. Wonderful night for the young man. Kovacic. Zapacosta fancies that one. He's got hold of it as well. Fine hit, parried away by the keeper. Moses cutting inside, slightly heavy touch, there still might be something though, and Giroud is denied again. This time the goalkeeper Shabitsky pulling up a good save. Polotko's ball in, and well, Starbish had a chance, flag was up I think. The Savic and they have got their goal. Rios arriving on the back post. 
And Rios at the top of the screen just appears totally unmarked to side foot home. The easiest of finishes. It's Ivanic, this time he is dispossessed and Loftus-Cheek is away again here. He's really in the mood, he wanted a fourth and he's denied by Shabitsky. Shabitsky does well, Loftus-Cheek just tries to ease it over the goalkeeper with the outside of his left boot after a really positive run again. That is it, Chelsea have the points, all the headlines will belong to Ruben Loftus-Cheek. The first European Chelsea hat-trick for 12 years from him since Didier Drogba in 2006. A right royal performance as well from Ruben. So those were the two specific matches that we have picked out for you on this day in Chelsea's history. I hope you enjoyed looking back to, for those classic matches. And hopefully this season here on the Blue Day podcast, we will be airing more significant and classic Chelsea matches from yesteryear so let's finish off this episode this is like I said before this intriguing episode of the Blue Day podcast let's start the countdown for Ron Chopper Harris coming on the Blue Day podcast with classic audio commentary of the 1970 FA Cup final from 50 years ago featuring Chelsea and Leeds United at Wembley and this particular game had players such as Peter Hausman, Ron Harris as I just mentioned, Peter Osgood, Peter Bonetti, the list of Chelsea icons goes on and on so here it is. And mainly to Lorimer number seven, oh great shots, oh that really moved and what a save, that's why I said Lorimer, 35 yards from the goal, and he's dynamite. The goal line, Greedy with him, and Osgood. 20 minutes gone, no score. And it's a goal! It's a goal! I think it, it's Charlton. 20 minutes, Leeds have taken the lead. And watch it again now. Watch this ball come over the in-swinger. And as they all go up, it... It's Charlton right off the fist and it's McCready missing the kick. Charlton getting the header right off the uh, fist of Osgood. Chelsea are appealing. Gray. Gray knows he can make Webb commit himself. Ray now has told himself that he can take on Webb and beat him. Cook coming on the left. Leeds had everybody up in attack. Now they're packed in defence. Hollins. Hutchinson. Osgood. Oh, it's Charlton. Almost put through his own goal. Offering this game well. So five minutes from half-time. Jackie Charlton was the scorer for Leeds. Houseman, a pure score! 41 minutes, and Spraker's let in a sitter. And just look at this shot. There was no danger at all as Houseman hit it.
through a crowd of players. Sprague has it covered, and look what a tragedy for the Welsh international goalkeeper. Lately to Gray. Clark on the left wing. Clark and Jones have moved to create a gap in the middle. A wonderful save by Benetti. Again, four or five yards out of his goal to narrow the angle. And look at that shot and see where Benetti is. Almost five yards out of his goal. Well, four yards. Great save. Clark. Major. No bounce at all in this pitch. Gray. And good shot by Gray because Benetti was beginning to move to his left and suddenly had to stop. And Osgood. Hutchinson. And what great. Oh no! These are in trouble. Hutchinson. Baldwin, Hausman, Hutchinson, and again, great goalkeeping, it's Osgood. And it's, Gray was fouled from behind, but but two great saves by, by Sprake. All he could do was block the ball. And look at it again. Now watch this sequence. That's Hutchinson. That's a brave goalkeeping. It's nudged out of his hand. Osgood saved on the line. And Gray taking it away from Sprake. A tremendous sort of mix-up. The first time Leeds have looked in real trouble. That's Harris. The Batlins. Gray. Ten minutes gone, one each. Ten minutes of the second half. Giles. Lorimer Jones and Dempsey and Benetti. Lorimer. Number nine, Jones. Clark. Well, Clark did everything right. The spectators certainly had their money's worth. 100,000 people behind him went to cook, and Hausman ran so beautifully off the ball. And oh! Charlton! Charlton and Hunter almost let Sprague in a terrible mess. It's Clark. Clark to Lorimer. And Dempsey again. And notice Giles hanging for the loose ball. Gray. Oh, he should have slotted it through to. Oh, he's hit the ball. Well, he did the right thing in the end. But I thought he should have slotted it through to Giles. But what a shot. Except Leeds, who seemed to want to go forward all the time. Grabbed it to Giles. Clark. It's hit the post. A goal, Jones. Jones has done it. And Jones has gone berserk. Seven minutes to go. Watch this. Brenda. 
sending it to Giles. Rather, watch Clark headed it, hits the post. It comes out and it looks as if the chance has gone. Not even in comes Jones, and that one slotted just inside the post. So Jones has made it 2 1 for Leeds. Dempsey's going up number five. Webb's going up. Remnick calling his men back. Hunter Hollins with the free kick. Hutchinson, a goal! Watch this as Hutchinson gets to the near post, gets right up to it, and Spraker's got no chance. A great near post goal by this youngster, Ian Hutchinson. Dempsey number five, the big lads who've gone up from the back, and Jack Charlton there for Leeds. Houseman to McCready. Great save, a wonderful shot from Dempsey. I didn't think anybody could have taken that ball, but Sprake must have seen it all the way up. Tremendous re reflex save. Webb. Oh, a bad mistake by Webb, it's Giles. Giles to Jones. Oh, it's a real mud, mud bath there, like a sand pit. And Dempsey looks hurt. Lorimer, Clark, he's hit the bar. That's the third time Leeds have hit the woodwork. Now watch this action again. As the ball's put in the middle, there's Clark, just picks his butt, bang, and there's another let off for Chelsea. A cook taking over. And that's left Charlton floundering. Houseman, the extra man. Osgood. And let's watch it again as Hausman makes the extra man, pulls that back, Osgood comes in, and I think he's been penalised. You see how his arms went first, and he just pushed his man away. Chelsea. Leads are a bit stretched. It's Hutchinson. Warwick's trying to turn round. Hollins calling for him to scream back. A great save by Sprague from Houseman. And it's out with Jones. Had one minute of injury time in extra time. The last time it was a draw was 1912 when Barnsley and West Bromwich Albion drew. And it's a draw in 1970. The first time since 1912 a great match has ended. Last time, 1912 at Crystal Palace. And so, it's a replay on the 29th. So that is the third and final audio commentary that we have for you this week. Next week on the show, we will have the replay of the 1970 FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leeds United to continue our countdown to Ron Chopper-Harris being on the Blue Day podcast for a special interview. But to sing us out today, as always, is Harry J and the All-Stars. I have been Keith Lawrence. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the Blue Day podcast and carefree.
Social Podcast Network.